What's up, Eco Hackers? This is C.S. Joseph, and welcome to Season 31, Episode 10, Is There Still Hope for the Low-Value Woman? And uh, this is part of our new uh, lecture season, Season 31. It's mostly human nurture with a little human nature, uh, but we are focusing on Jungian sexuality so that people understand how sexually how sexuality actually works from a psychological standpoint between both of the genders and the intergender dynamics because this is a cornerstone for our life and we also need to understand the societal issues and societal pressures thereof because like not understanding these things we end up having really really sad stories like the one I'm just about to read you and uh, this comes uh, from a woman by the name of Felicia Squats. Uh, not entirely sure if that's her real name. Probably not her real name, as she is posting in the C.S. Joseph uh, Facebook group. And uh, I've decided to do uh, a couple of video responses as part of the episodes for Season 31 before I continue on with the rest of the content that we have planned for Season 31, because I think that a lot of people within the audience are having these burning questions on a regular basis. And I think it's really important that we take this opportunity to answer these burning questions before we move on. That way, members of the audience uh, end up feeling like they have their voice being properly represented and having things clarified. It was nice, for example, uh, when uh, Jeff Pruitt uh, admitted that he was uh, being overly judgmental towards me recently, uh, as a result of season 31, but he reversed that position after the polygamy and polyamory uh, clarification video just released this last week. Uh, so that he's like, oh, okay, maybe I did misjudge Chase, which is, you know, typical of everybody. Like everyone just has to misjudge the ENTP because everyone wants to lead with judgment, making statements instead of actually bothering to ask questions. Chase, why did you say that? Chase, how did you come to that conclusion? Chase, you know, like, but I guess, you know, not everybody is an INTJ because naturally an INTJ would be inclined to do that and not anyone else for some uh, reason. But, you know, hey, welcome to life. Not everyone's an INTJ, right? We can't all be enabled, right? So anyway, shout out to uh, Felicia Squats uh, for having the courage uh, to post this on the C.S. Joseph public group and really leading in this area. Uh, this took a lot of courage to do, and I'm very happy that she went so far to do this. And I uh, did a, a video response to another woman in the public group recently, and that was uh, Wendy Gates. But today we're going to be doing uh, Felicia Squats. So, and uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, her post and kind of get an idea of how, that, uh, how that's gonna work for us right here. So, uh, welcome to the post. I just want to say thank you, Chase, for responding to Wendy's post. Certainly, and now I'm responding to yours. I just watched the entirety of season 31. Did you? Because I've put in a few, bunch of episodes since you posted this on the first. I've added at least one or two more episodes, and it is the sixth. Quote, I admit I engaged in sexual activities at a very young age, shortly after my father was taken away. Wow. So, like, instantly my heart has sunk uh, after reading this. Makes my effie child feel really sad and whatnot because this is why I care so much about fatherlessness. Fathers exist to keep sons out of jail and women off of stripper poles. But clearly, you know, her father was taken away. Who knows what that means? And then all of a sudden, boom, engaging in sexual activities at a very young age. That sucks. That sucks. 
And it's pretty rough for her to admit uh, to something like that, especially publicly, especially given her type, which we're going to be going through in a second, because it's pretty embarrassing and pretty painful for someone like her to even be talking about. Then she says, I gave myself very cheaply. And the way Chase describes cheap women like myself, wow, she's admitting that she's cheap. Wow, that's some humility. So just making such an admit an admission like that publicly technically would make her more beautiful than most women on the internet because she has that kind of humility. But we're going to be diving into the importance of humility and how there is still some hope for the low value woman. Don't forget, in the last episode I said low value men have tons of hope, but very few of them actually capitalize on it. Low value women have almost no hope, very, very little hope. But for some reason, they always are able to capitalize on it. So there is hope. And we're going to be discussing how and why as the main focus of this particular lecture. I gave myself uh, very cheaply, gave myself away very cheaply. And, and the way Chase describes cheap women like myself is not worthy for a committed relationship or to even have children is something I'm struggling with. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sure most women who buy into the whole, you know, feminist uh, mantra of I'm a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. I got a career. Yeah, but you have no fulfillment in life. But hey, you know, if you want to make that decision, that's okay. You can be a spinster. I'm not going to stop you. I'm completely fine with you being a cat mom or a dog mom or a spinster or making me money as I invest in companies that make cat and dog food. It's good times. But the reality of the situation is, is that like, I'm not here to tell you you can't be a career woman. Go be a career woman. Just understand that having a career does not make you sexier to men. In fact, oftentimes it's more of a sign of masculine traits, which makes you less attractive to the higher value men, just so you know. You know, my wife, she does not really care that much about her career. She cares about being a wife and a mother. That makes her way more sexier to me than uh, the alternative and which is kind of funny because i remember like when she was about to give birth like I, i'm gonna go back to work i'm gonna go back to work and i'm like really are you are you really gonna go back to work i even talked to her about it yesterday and she's like yeah that was really stupid of me and i'm like oh look example about how you can't take a woman at her word and you can only judge them by their actions the thing is is that women think that they could take themselves at their own word no you can't Remember women, you can't take your own word. I know myself, I know everything about me and no one knows me better than you. No, no, no you don't. Especially if you're an SE user woman, it's even worse. Especially if you're an SE user who doesn't have FI. So if you're a Templar woman, it's even worse, worse. I'm okay with that. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, that, uh, it's like that meme. Congratulations, you played yourself. You know, it's literally what just happened, you know. So yeah, um, uh, and uh, then she says, I'm in that age group where I really do want to have children. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. And my last partner ghosted me and I'm taking full on responsibility for my actions I've done in the past. Interesting that she's all of a sudden interested in taking responsibility now and not taking responsibility when she first had her first period or leading up to like, hey, maybe I should consider if I really wanna be a wife and a mother, maybe I should probably like, make sure that I have a baby before I'm 25? Maybe, maybe. I mean, that's what my wife did. Good on her, right? Um, 
And uh, okay, I'm in that age group where I really do want to have children and my last partner ghosts me and I'm taking full on responsibility for my actions I've done in the past. Well, better late than never. Uh, everything I do is working towards the, that future of being a mother one day. You know, it'd be really nice if the mature feminine was around so that mothers and grandmothers were teaching daughters and granddaughters to be prepared on how to be a wife and how to be a mother, such that they are completely trained and understand how best to please a man before they even start dating. That would be nice. You know, fathers would have that expectation for their daughters because fathers don't ultimately want their daughters to be burdens to them in the long run. It's kind of like, that's why it's called, you know, marrying your daughter off, for example. And a father knows he, she ain't going to be marrying anyone if she's a fat land monster who it doesn't, like, is so focused on her career. And it's like, okay, that's nice. You can't even take care of yourself. And because you can't take care of yourself, you ugly. I don't care if you're making $300,000 a year. You are what Kevin Samuels would call a degree walker. And no one wants a degree walker. Men want a woman that he can commit to and have babies with. And that's reality. But no, that's, that's typically, that's, that's anti-culture. That's anti-culture. It's so funny how a tradition is now the anti-culture. Tradition is the corpse of wisdom, but we're gonna be exploring some of the wisdom behind how and why that works today for your benefit, for the benefit of the low-value woman. So if you're a low-value woman watching and tuning in or listening, good on you because you're going to be educated today on how to, let's say, capitalize on what little hope you actually have. Let's capitalize on that, all right? So uh, everything I do is working towards that future of being a mother one day, but I'm highly discouraged now because do men really see me that way? So that's an SE statement. Do men really see me that way? Yes, yes. And if a man doesn't see you that way, he's a low value man. It's so funny listening to women say, well, not all men are like that. I'm like, yeah, because there's weak men out there and you really want that high value man, but you can't have that high value man. You can't. So that's a problem. But we're going to talk about that. There's still hope. And there's still hope. Hang in there. I know this is kind of rough for you folks, but just hang in there. There's uh, where, where I'm leading up to stuff. I'm always leading up to something. I'm always building up to something. Be patient. Or if you don't want to watch the video and just judge me and move on, that's okay. I'll be happy to ban you from the channel. Anyway, um, as a NI hero, once I really want something, I really focus on it, and it's hard for me to let go. Yeah, of course. It's one of the best, most favorite things about NJ women is that they can't let go. And, you know, oftentimes uh, I haunt them for the rest of their lives. When I say crazy things here on YouTube and they listen to me and they're like, no, that can't be true. And then it turns into a prophecy over their life, ultimately a curse over their life that will eventually just show up. And that is what it is. Wow. I don't know like who's texting me right now. That is super annoying. I hope it stops. So, um, okay. Um, should I let go of ever wanting to become a mother? No. Nope, and I'll explain why. I literally put it in my head since I was a child, I was going to be married and have children by the time I'm 30. Oh, 30, interesting. So this is likely a 29-year-old woman who's freaking out. But I'm very close and still no results and I'm still alone. Is it because I'm cheap? Probably. Uh, but we'll, we're gonna actually explain some of the mechanics psychologically as to what's actually happening here. Should I just stay celibate and not give an F about men? You aren't celibate. If you're not a virgin, you're not celibate. Okay, 
And I'm so tired, especially if INTJ women, like all of a sudden believing that they're celibate, even though they're not virgins, just because they haven't had sex in four years because they're shut-ins. And they're really afraid of going out in the world and performing. Reminds me of my ex-girlfriend and how much of a liar she was. Because not only is she lying to me, she was also lying to herself constantly. Gosh, those INTJs. INTJs, that TI critic, when it's like super unwise, they are all about lying to themselves. In fact, I need to make a note of that because that is the INTJ hypocrisy, um, which uh, is going to be an amazing lecture, if I do say so myself, for the private members lectures at csjoseph.life forward slash members. Become a journeyman. You can watch that when it comes out. We just started this season, and uh, so far, it's amazing. Um, oh, yes. And the ESTP lecture is next, and uh, it's going to be one of my favorites. So, uh, all right, let's keep going. Uh, okay, should I just stay celibate and not give an F about men? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, like, I am feeling really down, and this is why I became extremely depressed last year, because the fear of coming in my 30s and not getting what I want. Well, that's because you ignored your needs. Maybe you need to be watching... The SI Demon, How to Master Your SI Demon Lecture. I ask you guys because TBH had a therapist I talked to about this and how badly I want a commitment and children and they don't help. I can't even talk about it with my mom because she pushes feminism so much on me and same with my friends who are extremely career focused. Well, get better friends. I'm just at the point of giving up all hope and letting that dream go, especially just hearing what I think men of me think of me that way and I'm unworthy of being a wife and a mom. Well, you probably are. You probably are unworthy. I mean, based based on this post alone, I would say Felicia is definitely unworthy of commitment. But there's still hope, and we'll explain why and how. And but first, we got to lay down the groundwork here uh, so we can finally get to solutions. You know, I'm sure many of you INTJs who are watching this, especially INTJs. Uh, are just gonna be like, oh, let's, let's just skip to the end and get what's relevant to me. Okay, yeah, sure, but we gotta lay down the foundation first so that way it actually makes sense because if you don't understand the why, how are you ever going to execute the how? So first things first, let's actually go look at her Facebook. Um, and and uh, this is the publicly available Facebook that she has because we're obviously not friends on Facebook and I am able to uh, see things. Uh, so let's... Um, Let's, let's do uh, see all photos and awesome. Okay, so um, definitely here. It looks like she's got lip injections, for example, going on the eyebrows, got the lashes, AKA cumbrellas, LOL. Very extroverted sensing. And I would say this is more of an insecure, lower extroverted sensing. So it definitely seems like an NJ uh, based on that for sure. Definitely an NJ. NJ women are more the most likely uh, to have the trifecta of the lashes, the eyebrows, and the lip injections, etc. And almost every INTJ woman I've ever dated, uh, quite honestly, they do that. So we're going to put down a point for abstract uh, because she is over accentuating uh, the extroverted sensing. We're also going to put a point down for fire and wind because she is extroverted sensing as well. And she's automatically an NJ woman. Uh, and based on her statements uh, within uh, this post, talking about, uh, is this how men really see me? Okay, that's an SE statement. It's also an SETE statement. Uh, I talked to this therapist, which is an SE statement. 
my mom, because she pushes feminism, pushing feminism, that's a T-E statement I talked about with my mom, it's S-E-T-E, S-E-T-E. And same with my friends, and that she's comparing her mother to her friends, it's a T-E statement, who are extremely career-focused, okay? Extremely career-focused, that's a T-E statement. I'm giving up all hope, that's an N-I statement. I'm unworthy, that's an F-I statement. Of being a wife and a mom, that's another T-E statement. Based on that, we can automatically infer that she is a spear and bow type. So she is an NTJ woman. This is an NTJ woman who is posting these things, which is awesome. Uh, she's also a Wayfarer. And you got to understand like the emotional hit. I mean, she's even going to be, you know, take, she is even taking an emotional hit because this video exists because I'm ultimately talking about her and her interaction and my TE and her TE is like, oh crap, what are people going to think about me? And, you know, and I'm so embarrassed and all this and it just, and that TE is coming in and harming her FI, et cetera, or not harming, but like making her FI feel bad, et cetera. So, and this is what it is, but she had courage. She had a lot of courage. Uh, she had that will of fire, basically, from a fire and wind standpoint to even make the post, okay? But let's continue. Let's continue with the analysis, okay? So uh, moving around, um, same thing here, etc. Can't really tell uh, so much if it's initiating or responding. Can't really tell uh, from these photos. Definitely likes horses. Horses are awesome, especially if you can... Uh, <laughs> so she, she says the love of my life here. Uh, does that mean she's going to be a horse mom instead of a cat mom or a dog mom if she's looking at being a spinster? Who knows? There's a chance of that. Okay. That can be a thing. Seems uh, very SE, but also somewhat professionally dressed, etc. Got the little sparkles on her phone. More proof of being extroverted sensing, etc. Um, uh, always dolled up. Don't need to cake on so much makeup to be pretty. Sometimes dressing simple and having your hair nice and kept with little makeup can make a difference. Very well said. I actually agree with her on this. And then we have this guy, uh, Kusi Nassar, saying perfection. Maybe that is a beta male orbiter in her life. Um, so yeah, uh, who knows? Um, or maybe they're actually together. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, overall, uh, I think she kind of understands herself and understands the direction that she's going. Definitely likes her horses, etc. And wow, that's an interesting uh, post and horrible to look at. I don't, I don't, I don't, wow. Anyway, um, so yeah, overall, definitely an NTJ. And uh, given, and given that uh, the direction of how she wrote this, I have to say that she is not outcome-based. She is not outcome-based because if she was outcome, she would have been able to execute more on, oh, it's my childhood dream of being uh, a mother, etc. And uh, when I was a child, I was going to be married and have children by the time I'm 30, okay? So she would have made that happen if that was really a goal that she really wanted. And, and if she was outcome-focused, she would have absolutely made that happen. But this is not. This is actually a progression statement overall. So as a result, she's an INTJ. She's an INTJ. And INTJ women are at the highest risk of being the dog mom, cat mom, horse mom, spinster woman who is childless and familyless, uh, familyless and uh, manless uh, and ultimately will die alone. Statistically, it happens to INTJ women the most. And, she can and feminism destroys INTJ women the most. INTJ women are also the most likely to be strippers of all of the types. 
they are also, um, while INFJs are most likely to be prostitutes and ENTJs most likely to be pimps, although INTJs can be like the go-between uh, the pimp and helps recruiting uh, girls at strip clubs for pimps and INTJs often fulfill, full, fulfill that role on a consistent basis, something uh, to be aware of. So we're gonna hit submit here. We're gonna put her name into the system because uh, or at least my, my journal uh, for later. So we're gonna submit that there. So she is definitely an INTJ. So fair enough, we identified her type. So we now can understand her perspective. So let's let's call into attention. Um, I literally put in my head since I was a child, I was going to marry and have children by the time I'm 30. Okay. so. Statistically, most women are married at 29. And this is something that's really lame uh, that, that this happens is because women want to like, they realize there's something called the wall. And the wall is, is that by the time they're 30, it's like, oh crap, that's like my expiration date. Because after 30, you, a woman's fertility goes down year after year by like 20%. Uh, so it's very, very dangerous for them. And so as a result of the concept of the wall and their expiration date, which most women put about 30 years of age, and then you combine that with their hypergamy, which creates different life phases in their life, we end up having this model. And this model is posted at therationalmail.com. This is Rolla Tomasi's Twitter, etc. And we'll be using this model to explain. So teenage years, starting about 15, right? This is when a woman should be educated on how best to please a man. And a father should have that expectation of the women around his daughter in his life to teach her how best to be a wife and a mother ahead of time. Otherwise, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want his daughter to be as miserable as this INTJ woman right now. And the INTJ woman is the biggest, biggest victim and they feel the most damage of feminist society more than any other woman. And if I have an INTJ daughter, you better you better know that I would never allow any of this to happen to my daughter, ever, ever, ever. Like if I'm parenting an INTJ like, like Felicia, you better damn know well that she will know how to please a man. She will know how to be a wife. She will know how to take care of children. She will know how to be a mother before she's even 18 years old. I guarantee you. Because like I do with my seven-year-old daughter, and, my, and she came over and she's like, I don't want to be a mother. Guess what I did? Hey, you're in charge of taking care of your baby brother. You're going to feed him. You're going to hold him. You're going to change his diaper. I made her do those things. I made sure that my wife instructed her stepdaughter on how to do those things and taught her those things. Do you know what's even worse? Let me tell you it was worse. And I'm not saying this to be offensive towards my wife. My wife is a masculine type like Felicia squats here. My wife is an ESTP and I married her and whatnot and all of a sudden she has a baby and, we, and she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know how to change a diaper on a baby. And I, her husband and the father for child, had to teach her. That is a huge, gross failure of all of the women and her parents in her life. If she doesn't even know how to change a diaper, that's ridiculous. So that's why I highly encourage, you know, with your daughters, make them understand entrepreneurship. And instead of going to Girl Scouts and selling cookies, make them create a babysitting business. Okay? Some capacity. Get them educated. 
And if they're really hyper-masculine about it, well, it's easier for NTJs than STP women to have a babysitting business. So if you have one STP daughter, make sure that you have another daughter so that they can be sisters and potentially do it together because STPs, even though they like to talk the talk and be all independent and whatnot, guess what? They're built to be with affiliative people and they're golden pair, which means doing something like a business, they, should, they don't wanna really do it by themselves. They're kind of interdependent, more inter interdependent than they're willing to admit. Welcome to SPs. All SPs have that problem. So get your masculine girls educated. ASAP, ASAP, get them educated. I don't care if you as a parent doubt that your daughter will ever be a mother. My father-in-law made it very clear to my wife as a little girl that he believed that she would never be married and never have a child, never be a mother because she was too masculine for that. And instead, because of how masculine she, he was, he basically made her go down the feminine route because he didn't want her to become a burden on him. And she, he heavily emphasized abortion because he thought that she was going to become a teen mother. His any critic basically made the assumption that my wife was going to become a teen mother. My wife, the most masculine of all the women out there. And we have Felicia here, who is a masculine woman, although not as masculine as my wife, but masculine enough such that she is heavily victimized by society. Felicia is a victim here by society, by feminism to that end. And it's really sad. Really hurts my feelings, honestly. So the point is, is that women, you got to make sure you have the mature feminine out there and you're educating each other because you INTJs, yeah, I'm all about my career. Hurrah, hurrah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, where did the time go? Oh, I spent all my fertile years on my career. And oh, you surround yourself with, with what? You know, my friends who are extremely career focused. That's not going to help. What about your friends who are very wife focused, very mother focused? I actually criticized my wife at one point in time for not having enough female friends that are actually feminine. And due to the lack of female friends who are feminine in her life, not only does she have less babysitting availability and options, but then all of a sudden my son suffers from that too because he has less other babies with which he can socialize. He's already six months old. He already can be socializing with other babies right now. But due to my wife's masculinity and her lack of relationships with other women, that's actually causing psychological harm to our son due to the opportunity cost of him not being around fellow babies. Right? And yeah, he's an INTJ. Yeah, he's introverted. I get it. The thing is, though, it doesn't matter. Everyone needs to be exposed to other psyches and other psychologies on a consistent basis so that they can grow and become a more advanced person. The reason why men, for example, don't actually become men or at least start the process of becoming men until 28 years old because that's when their brain has finally had enough psychological exposure in their life to everybody else's type so that they can actually start developing themselves and their own type at that point in time. But in ancient times, they were exposed to so many people all the time that that was handled by the time they're 15 years old. This is why Kitsinyera exists or Bar Mitzvah. You see, we are literally in the nuclear family, for example, is literally inhibiting the growth of children. We can't allow that to happen. 
and masculine women are the biggest victims of it, and the children of masculine women continue to be victimized as a result of this bullshit. And Felicia Squats is no different. My wife is no different. They struggle in these areas. And another, and it's especially hard for my wife too because she's got a child, and if child's optimistic, it really cares about being accepted by other people and accepted by other women. And she's had to deal with the fact that when it comes to anything feminine in her life, especially when it comes to her, all of her girl cousins, she's got a lot of girl cousins, even her own mother, her father, uh, her older sister, they're like constantly like, oh, you're not feminine enough to be with us. So they don't even accept her. And so she becomes victimized, which is really sad. Very, very sad as a result. So that's an issue. That is an issue. And people don't even understand this, right? Now, granted, you know, my wife is growing constantly and she's learning these things. And it's, you know, and, and me as her husband, I shouldn't be the man, the guy who, I shouldn't be the person to teach her these things. But I'm all she has. So we got we to make it work in some capacity. You see what I'm saying? So that's why, you know, she continues to learn and get better and understand, yes, I'm a masculine woman. Yes, I need to get my learned behavior and, and improve and chase after femininity so that I can be a more feminine woman for my husband and for my son. And, she's, and she is, and she's doing quite well, especially compared to a lot of other women that I know who struggle in this area, right? It's, it's a, <laughs> you could probably hear in the background, she's playing with our son right now. So... They're, um, they're, they're having lots of fun. I mean, that child is just, like, you hold up the camera for him. My little INTJ son, he just starts smiling. He loves being on camera. He loves to perform in that regard. But he also likes his alone time. He's like, okay, leave me alone. He'll, like, freak out. Like, I can't even take him in public without going to, like, if I go more than two stores, he'll freak out. He needs his alone time. So it, it, it's really interesting. Although somehow we've been able to get away with taking him to the movies. I literally saw Sean Chi the other uh, the other two days ago, and I and I brought my baby uh, with me, and we watched we watched the movie. He's a little ornery, but uh, we made it work. Didn't annoy people because INTJ they're cool like that. So anyway, so a woman like Felicia, for example, is losing in so many areas. She's losing because of her mom. She's losing because of her friends. Okay. And these people, the mature feminine is destroyed. Felicia is a victim, and she's a victim of feminism. And now she's really sad. She's sad because she watched C.S. Joseph talk about what constitutes a high-value woman or what constitutes a low-value woman. And it's so funny when I when I listen to um, uh, you know when I listen to INTJ women, I ask them, well, what makes you a high-value woman? And they're like, oh, well, I have this degree, and I make $300,000 a year because she doesn't have a job with her degree. She actually ends up ha having, you know, like a, an OnlyFans account, etc. and she's also a stripper, etc. I make $400,000 a year. I'm not saying Felicia does. I'm saying, like, INTJ women that I've coached in the past. Um, and, like, that... It just, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart every time. And then I have to tell them like, that doesn't make you sexier. That makes you uglier. Those are masculine traits. Those are kind of turnoffs to men. You know, that's good for you. Good for you that you have your career, but that ain't good for me. You know, if I'm, I'm supposedly gonna be a man that you expect to commit, yeah, no, that's not gonna work for me. That's not gonna work at all. It's not gonna work for anyone. But let's get back to this other point. Um, 
I literally put in my head since I was a child that I was going to be married and have children by the time I'm 30. Well, let's let's discuss why that is. Okay, so these are the life phases of women. I talk about life phases of women consistently. And life phases of women need to be heavily understood. Um, so we had the teen years, which really need to be about getting prepared uh, for wifehood and motherhood. Uh, and that needs to be the priority. You can have a career too, women, but not as important as, like, if you want to actually be happy in your life, because you guys are going to change your mind, but you'd be so freaking career focused, but then you're going to end up like that female ENTJ executive on Generation Wealth. And if you haven't watched Generation Wealth yet, there you go. But due to hypergamy, which is a woman's desire for alpha seed versus beta need, a woman ends, enters into the break phase. And this happens at about uh, 18 years old. And the break phase is, is from 18 to 20, they break up with all of their boyfriends because they want to make themselves sexually available, whether or not they're consciously aware of it or not. It doesn't matter. And they're entering into their party years, which is their highest sexual market value. A woman will be at her sexiest from 20 to 25, 20 to 26, well, ultimately 18 to 26, if you really want to know. And that's her highest sexual market value. That's when she gets the highest quality men, the highest value men in those times. The thing is, is that feminism and society is causing women to spend all of their years in secondary education so they can get a worthless degree that causes them to get $300,000, which doesn't make them any sexier at all. It actually is kind of off-putting to men, actually, that they have these degrees. Kevin Samuels calls them degree walkers, right? Men, men just don't care. Men don't care about your education in general. Men don't care about your education. They don't care about how much money you make. And if a man does, he's a low-value man. He is a beta man. And then all of a sudden, they hit... 26, 27, and a woman has what's called epiphany phase. Oh shit, my looks cannot compete with younger women. So their sexual market value is going to reduce over time. And they are not as in high demand because men want youthful, sexy, humble women. And the highest value out of those are the virgins, the virgins, okay? And uh, then you have epiphany phase. Oh crap, uh, I'm running out of time. I probably should have gotten married in my party years because I can't compete anymore. And in epiphany phase, a woman ends up, especially in Western society, having sex with a lot of dudes just to see who she could get with. For example, let's talk about my ex, my ex, my ENFJ ex. She was a virgin until she was 30, basically. She's a hardcore Christian woman. Uh, she was a virgin, etc. And then something snapped. Oh, crap. I'm at 30. I'm expired. I'm not going to be able to have a child. What am I going to do? And then she literally goes full-on epiphany phase in, like, the worst possible way and has sex with, like, at least a dozen men instantly within, like, a, a four- to six-week period. Boom. She just, she just has sex with anything and everything, basically, to see and uh, engage her SE what she can still get for herself because she's freaking out because 30 is coming in because, oh, crap, I have this competition anxiety because my looks can't compete for the younger girls anymore. I can't compete. And that's literally what's happening to Felicia right here. She can't compete. That's the problem. You know, uh, is this... Uh, but I am highly discouraged because do men really see me that way? Well, yeah, men can't help seeing you that way because men are targeting women who are in the party years. 
women who are in the party years are who men commit to. Notice, I married a 22-year-old, okay? I married a 22-year-old. I'm in my 30s. I married a 22-year-old. Men want those women who are 20 or 18 to 26, all right? That's how it goes. That's what men want. You don't like it? It's not our fault. You should have you should have spent your earlier years, your teen years, getting ready. Your parents should have taught you these things. You should have had the mature feminine backing you up and training you on how to please a man, how to be a wife, how to be a mother. Do you realize that my wife's father literally prevented her from taking home economics classes? She actually had the desire as a little girl to take home economics classes in school, and her dad said no. Wow, what a failure. What a failure. She actually sought out the feminine at such a young age, but her own father sabotaged her. And what, that, that's translated into problems in every other area of her life because she struggled on this thing of uh, femininity? That's how a father can set up his daughter because of his beta male, blue pale conditioning in terms of feminism because he also sees her as a tomboy who's incapable of being a mother, who's incapable of being a wife, etc. And he has, in effect, set up his daughter for failure. Now, luckily, she's married to someone who is not interested in allowing her to fail and is constantly helping her and giving her resources, even though it shouldn't be my responsibility. Ah, but that's the key. And that's part of the hope women have. More on that later. We've got to keep going through, this, um, going through this model real quick so that we understand what's actually happening. And then transition phase, the transition to I'm 30 now and all women statistically, and you can look this up on Census Bureau statistics, get married at 29 because they want to at least be able to say in their life that I'm married in my 20s. Yay. Even though they should be married way back here for some reason, but they always want to go over here and they finally find some guy that, oh, at least, you know, I can get this man now. My looks can get me this. So then they end up committing this guy who is, guess what? A beta male. He is not the alphas that she enjoyed from 18 to 26. He is a beta male. He is a low value man. And she gets married to him. And they have babies, basically. Babies are more likely to have birth defects in this area. And by the time she's 35, her ability to produce children is not really that great. And now there's people like, well, I know a woman who was 42 years old who had a baby. Yeah, it happens, but it's a very, it's, it's a huge outlier. It's high risk for things like Down syndrome, autism, etc. A lot of personality disorders, a lot of psychological disorders, other health defects, health disorders for the child. And it ends up creating a lot of burdens, especially financial burden on the parents. Men know this. And men are all about relationship equity. And as a result, men don't want to invest in a woman who's already lost the majority of her eggs anyway, and her eggs are much lower quality based on that age. So age really, really matters. But women already know that because they make statements like this saying, since I was a child, I was going to be married and have children by the time I'm 30. So basically, based on that you know, dream, and it is a dream because she calls it a dream, uh, you know, should I should I abandon this dream? Let it, let that dream go, right? Am I at the point of giving up all hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the problem. 
So right here, Felicia Squats, she's in epiphany and transition phase. She's likely 29 years old, likely. She might be 28, but she's in that phase. Oh crap, my looks can't compete with the younger woman. I wasted my time. I focused on the wrong thing, and I gave myself away cheaply. Not only do I have you know, potentially a degree or an education, et cetera, and have been career focused, but I'm also, I got a lot of sexual mileage on my body, and oh crap, I'm a cheap woman. She literally admitted this publicly that she is a cheap woman. Props to her, kudos to her for having that um, uh, courage to do so. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing this, Felicia. Thank you for having the courage. That's awesome because it's really necessary to teach people what is actually happening here. But we're going to go further on this and then provide solutions, especially you, Felicia, solutions. I'm going to give you some solutions to help you with this issue and how you can capitalize on what little hope you have. But let's 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 keep looking at as to how or why women have such little hope. Then all of a sudden they hit security phase, which is all about that beta male phase, you know? And then all of a sudden they hit 35, 36, and then boom, development phase happens. The development phase is basically something that's spelt out in the book um, um, uh, gosh, what, Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. And that's basically when a woman is, you know, at first she was really, really interested in those alphas, getting that alpha cock, you know, getting that alpha seed, uh, going after the men who uh, put self above tribe, who are physically fit, take care of themselves, etc. And then, you know, oh crap, I need to get married, but I can't attract uh, those, those higher value men anymore. So I can only attract a lower value man. They get married to a lower value man. They say I do, they make the marriage vows. And then all of a sudden they betray those men when they go into development phase and they initiate divorce because 80% of divorce is initiated by women now. And they're initiated by women, etc. And they're going back into development phase. And then they use their man's money to buy themselves a new pair of tits. They go back to the gym, try to lose body fat, etc. Try to get their looks back that they likely lost because, you know, they got married. And then because they got married, frequency of sex went down. Quality of sex went down, etc. They let their body go. They're probably a land monster by the time they're 35, 36, 37. And they're like, oh, crap, I need to put myself back out on the market because my beta man won't change. He won't become the alpha that I used to uh, screw on a regular basis in my party years. I need him to turn into an alpha, but they realize they can't cause a beta to turn an alpha because a woman cannot make a beta into an alpha. Only men can. Only the cult of the mature masculine can do that, not a woman. And then she gets frustrated, so she initiates divorce, uses his money to get herself a new pair of tits, and get in a finer ass, and she puts herself back out on the market trying to go after the alphas again. And then eventually she realizes a few of them are probably able to get a few of those alphas, but then she realizes she can't get them anymore. And then she goes back into trying to develop herself, trying to do everything she can to preserve her value to get the alphas. And then by the time she's between 45 and 50, she finally gives up, and then she's just she'll just take anyone for the rest of her life basically because her sexual market value is like a one or a two out of 10 at that point or, or one or one and a half or a 0.5, it's so low, etc. Sexual market value for a woman is like a nine to a 10 out of 10 uh, from 18 to 26. If you're a woman and you're obese and you're 18 to 26, wow, you're screwed. Wow, you screwed. 
you might want to fix that because you're, you've just wasted your best years. You wasted your opportunity to get a high-value man. Now, if you want to learn how to fix that, I've already provided solutions on how to do that on the episode Who Women Should Submit To here in Season 31. Go to the Season 31 uh, playlist and watch that video as I give some tips on how to solve that problem very quickly. Okay, Because if you're in your party years and you're obese, that's going to be a problem. So, but you can fix it super quick. Take the transformation process will probably take about a year. So you have to spend one of your party years on that transformation process. But I suggest you get that going if you actually all of a sudden prioritize being a wife or a mother and you actually do want a high value man. Otherwise, you're not going to get one. You're going to have to settle for a beta because let me tell you, women who are 45 plus, they're going to be settling for a beta. And because you're obese in your party years, you're going to be settling for a beta a lot sooner. That's going to be a huge problem for you. You might want to look into that. But you know, no one else has the guts on, in, on to tell you, including you know people in your family, about you know whether or not uh, you should actually do something about that. It's pretty uh, pretty sad. So yeah, uh, as Tomasi calls it, making up for missing out. Pretty sad. Pretty pretty uh, pretty sad. Entirely sad. So uh, here's the issue, uh, and. These are the life phases of women. So I want to say a few things about the life phases of women also. Because of hypergamy, women are always trying to find the ideal man. The ideal man is a man who produces beta traits, beta security traits, like parentage, protection, provisioning. Okay, the three Ps of beta male behavior. They also want a man with alpha traits, puts self above tribe, doesn't care about the consequences of his actions, and he can handle himself. He is able to change his life circumstances on a whim. He is 100% independent, even independent of society, such that if society collapsed, he'd still be okay because he's that skilled. Okay, That is the ultimate man. That is the highest value man who literally can walk away from life and be just fine. If he wants to go on sabbatical for a year in the woods, he can for example, right? That's the highest value man. And being able to do alpha and beta traits the same man. The problem is, is that less than 1%, maybe 0.25% or 0.5, a half a percent are men who are beta and alpha mixed together. That is the ideal man. Uh, I like to call them sigma males. I don't know if that's accurate though. Some people disagree with me, but those would effectively be the sigma male. Uh, and then you have the alphas. Um, the problem is, is that alphas are really irresponsible and they'll have sex with you and then they'll just move on to the next one and they're not really down for commitment. Betas are commitment, but they're pretty weak. They don't have really good fitness. They don't take care of themselves. Their really only value is that they can make money and that's about it. Now, uh, based on women's hypergamy, for example, and this includes Felicia squats, and because of how cyclical women are, because they're cyclical with their period, they're cyclical on a day-to-day -day basis, weekly basis, their hormones go up and down. It changes consistently. It changes during pregnancy. It changes after birth. It just it changes when they stop breastfeeding. Everything about their life is cyclical. And these are the cycles. It goes up and then it goes down. And it goes up and then it goes down. And it stays down for the rest of their life. It's all about the cycle. So this is their menstrual cycle almost, except it's their menstrual cycle of life. And at certain phases of their life, 
They desire different types of men. And this is why they always like to make the argument, well, not all men are like that. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're talking, if you're saying that while you're in epiphany phase or transition phase or security phase, you desire beta men more. It's funny, I was actually talking to an INTJ on the phone two nights ago, and she tells me like, oh yeah, you know, I will admit that, you know, when I was 30, I was more interested in having a, a baby and, you know, I ended up marrying a beta. She admitted it. She admitted that her hypergamy was there. And she admitted that being sexually involved with alphas before being with her beta male husband. She admitted it. Hypergamy is a thing. And this is what hypergamy looks like. This is the result of hypergamy. Okay? Men need to understand this. Women need to understand this too. So they can make better decisions. And if women, if you don't want to worry about your epiphany phase, you better have your epiphany phase in your teen years. You better realize that you know what mother nature has given you father time will destroy and then as a result of that you're going to age and your sexuality your sexual market value is going to plummet because women are born with value okay like all you have to do is just show up you just show up in your relationship by virtue of you having a vagina congratulations but men men have to work a lot harder because men have to create value. Women have to preserve value. So you should be working to preserve your value. The second you bleed for the first time, you need to start preserving your value. That's it. The second you have your period for the first time, I need to be working on preserving my value. I need to be learning how to potentially please a man. I need to be learning how to be a wife. I need to be learning how to be a mother. And if you're like, no, no, Mr. C.S. Joseph, you can't say that about women. You can't do that at all. That's bullshit. You know, like, what if she wants to be a career woman? Fine. Go be a career woman. I'm okay with it. Just recognize that you will be alone. And if you want to be alone, that's fine. But given how cyclical your life is going to be based on this model, that's going to change. And all of a sudden, you won't want to be alone anymore. The problem is, you'll be in here when you figure it out when your fertility is gone. Congratulations, you played yourself. And that's a huge problem. You don't wanna play yourselves, okay? This is why in patriarchy, arranged marriage exists. Because arranged marriage, the men uh, know that their daughters' minds change constantly throughout their lives. And that's why men would choose the men for their daughters. Because their daughter would just, fall in love randomly with some guy and he ended up being an absolute loser and she was committed and she'd have a terrible life and he wouldn't want that for her daughter. Arranged marriage exi existed to deal with the fact that women change their minds so much. Again, this is why you can't take a woman's word. You can't take a woman at her word. You can only, you can only judge her by her actions. That's reality, folks. You need to be there for your daughters. I'm not saying arranged marriage is okay. I'm saying that's why it existed. Okay? So if you're not going to have arranged marriage to solve this problem, then I suggest you educate your daughters and your girls about how to do this properly. Because if not, you're going to lose. You're going to end up like Felicia Squats. Poor kid. She's screwed. So we have officially identified the problem. This is why this is happening. This is why she's saying, I admit I engaged in sexual activities at a very young age. I gave myself away very cheaply and the way Chase describes cheap women like myself is not worthy for a committed relationship or to even have children is something I'm struggling with. Yeah, because a high value man 
will not commit to a woman who has high mileage. We care about paternity. That's how it is. Because a high value man, that includes an alpha and a sigma male man, will not raise another man's children. They will not do it. A beta male will. And if you're a, if you're a mom of a child and you're in a relationship with, with a man who is not the father of your child, he's a beta just by virtue of that. That's it. Because, and then you're like, well, that, that man's a lot stronger than, than alphas. And like, okay, sure, that's fine. But you'll still have your develop phase, development phase and you'll still regret the alphas of the past. Just like me being on the phone with that INTJ woman a couple nights back where she admitted to me that she was regretting the alphas of her past. She's talking to me about this ENTP she used to be with and how she still pines for him to this day. Wow. Hmm. I wonder if my NJXs are pining for me. Oh, you bet they are. And that's what they get. Sweet justice. If you don't want to be a victim of justice, then I suggest you invest more in your daughters. So... This is why women have very little hope. If you are a high, or if you are a low value woman, you have very little hope because your hypergamy will take you into these phases. This is biology, folks. This is not an ideology. This is reality. And this is your future. This is your life, okay? And you need to be ready for it. Ideally, you wanna know what ideal is? Let me tell you what the ideal is for this system. If you're not gonna have arranged marriage, let me tell you the ideal. You are a virgin. You go out of your way to make yourself as sexy as possible. You also admit to yourself that there will always be another woman on the planet who's more prettier than you. Always, there will always be someone prettier than you because people are having babies constantly and there's new women entering into their party years every single day. And there's women exiting their party years every single day, which means you have to be willing to admit to yourself that there's always going to be someone sexier than you. Can you do that? You kind of need some humility to do that. Oh, that's right. Mr. C.S. Joseph says humility is the key to beauty. And beauty is what really sets apart the women from the girls. What really sets apart who is marriageable and who isn't. Okay? So you need to humble yourself. And I suggest you humble yourself when you're a tween, 10 to 12, when you first start bleeding. Most people think that women start bleeding at 14, but now due to the extra estrogens in the toxic environment of Western society, it's happening much sooner to the point where the average, um, the average age of sexual activity in children is actually 9 to 10 years old or 9 to 11. It's, it's insanity. Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. It needs to change. The nuclear family is a weakness. The nuclear family, folks, ultimately has become a cancer on our race and our society. Don't believe me? <laughs> You're seeing the result of it right here. It's right here. It is written. For that I know the plans I have for you, to prosper you, and to give you a future and a hope. You low-value women, they ain't much hope for you. They ain't much hope for Felicia Squats. There just isn't. But what little hope you have, there is 
something. What little hope you have, you can capitalize on. You can capture it. You can actually make it happen. What is that? What is that little hope? I'll tell you what it is. If you were paying attention to a previous um, episode, if you're paying attention to a previous episode in season 31, you'll come to realize something that I talked about regarding men. See, women are born with solipsism. It's what makes women more entitled than men overall. But men are born with something, something called masculine idealism. And because of masculine idealism, there's always hope. There's always hope for a woman, always. Masculine idealism. Here's an example of it. It is written, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, he who gave himself up for her. Right? Here's another example. The book of Hosea. You guys know the book of Hosea? Hosea is an INTP prophet, a literal INTP. And uh, God commanded him to go get a wife. He commanded him to go marry Gomer. Gomer was an INFJ woman. She was a prostitute. The absolute lowest value woman on the planet. A literal prostitute. And the man of God, the big prophet, the head honcho, the, the zenith of society, was commanded by God to go marry a whore. And Hosea obeyed. And Hosea went and married her. He fell in love with her. He had children with her. He loved her. But like all Templars, she doubted. She doubted whether or not he actually loved her. She always found his silence as a form of disapproval because, you know, he's an NTP. He's also has behind the scenes. He's behind the scenes. Not unlike an ENTP who also has a behind the scenes subconscious. And as a result of this behind the scenes subconscious or, or, or his behind the scenes ego, he didn't really say much. So she automatically assumed that he was displeased with her. And she felt like she didn't measure up. She wasn't valuable enough for him. She wasn't good enough for him. It was bad enough that she'd already had screwed over thousands of men at that point in time. So what she did was, is she left him. Because she felt so guilty. She felt unworthy. Her FI critic was eating her alive. Where it was like, she just felt so worthless and so useless, especially to the man of God, especially the greatest man in society. So she left him. She went right back to her pimp and she went back out on the streets. This is why you have people like Myron Gaines talking about how low value women, <laughs> she's for the streets. Yeah, yeah, they are for the streets. That's why fathers are so important. Keep those girls off the streets. Keep those girls off the stripper poles. Keep those girls from being prostitutes. You really want that for your daughter? No. But the problem is if you have men in jail because the fathers are gone, they aren't there around. They're not around to prevent their daughters from being on the streets. Hmm? It is written, there is no greater love than when a man gives up his life for his beloved. Gomer was back on the streets. Hosea would see his wife on the streets 
having sex with other men constantly, getting paid for it, being cucked all the time. But he loved her because masculine idealism. So he worked his ass off. He saved up one year's wages. One year's wages. And he took that one year's wages and he went to her pimp and bought her from the pimp. One year's wages. He bought his wife. He literally bought his wife because he loved her. Because of his masculine idealism. Because he loved her that goddamn much. And finally, because of that act, because of her husband's suffering, because everything that he did for her, she finally accepted that he actually does love her and that he was worth it to, or she was worth it to him. Amazing, powerful love story. Read it. Read the book of Hosea. You also get to see God's pain because his woman, Israel, is behaving just like Gomer. And that's why he commanded Hosea to get with Gomer because Gomer, Hosea's wife, was just like Israel, God's woman. Then they were no different in behavior. And God wanted somebody else to feel his pain. So Hosea felt his pain. And they became pain brothers, essentially. As a demonstration. But it also ended up being a true example to, there is no greater love than when a man gives up his life for his beloved. Because of this story, and because of masculine idealism in men, which is given to them by birth, which is what the rite of passage is meant to do so that they don't become consumed by their masculine idealism. Because you can see how saving up one year's wages to buy your whore of a wife back could definitely seem like a real beta move, could definitely seem like a really uh, non-manly thing to do, right? But sometimes... Men just can't deny that inborn, innate masculine idealism. And that, ladies, right there is why, even if you are a low-value woman, you still have hope. This is why Felicia squats, you still have hope. Because the masculine idealism. Furthermore, if you, low-value women stay out of male space, stay out of things for men that are typically for men. And if you allow masculine men to be masculine or allow men to be men and you respect that, the cult of the mature masculine will increase. And the cult of mature masculine will enforce those rites of passages upon men. And the cult of mature masculine will develop those men so that they are not betas, not always so that each and every one of those men can become sigmas, even beyond and above the alphas. Because a man, based on his type, is born beta or he is born alpha, and they spend the rest of their life learning the other side. 
but once they have achieved it, they're able to be graduate into the sigma, both of the gamma, and that's what the cult of mature masculine is for, so that you can actually have the ideal man. But if you're violating male space all the time for using feminism to destroy men, the mature masculine will never come back and bring and make it so that all men are ultimately the ideal man. Potentially, of course. Stop getting in the way of that. You see? So if you want hope, let the men be. Let the men be men. And make sure that you're going out of your way to be women. Because it is not womanly to have a career and be some independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah, I'm sure you don't need no man. That's fine. But, you know, the hottest girls out there, the youngest girls out there, the humblest girls out there, the sexiest girls out there, they don't even care about feminism. Because they're getting all the alpha cock. They're getting all the sigmas and you're not. Isn't it interesting that the ones that care about feminism and supposedly gender equality and all these, you know, all this bullshit are the ones who are the low value women? That's the thing. So there is hope. There is hope for you. Let the men be men. Now, some more practical solutions. If you are a low value woman, let me give you a list of steps as to what to do. And I'll use Felicia here as an example, a specific example. So Felicia, you're likely 28, 29 years old. Oh crap. So first things first, you need to work on getting healthier. You need to prove that you can take care of yourself. Grow out your hair more. Make sure it's healthy. Do keratin treatments all the time. Stop with the lip injections. The men who are actually most that are your golden pair are really grossed out by lip injections. Stop it. Like, it's, it, SI inferior just usually doesn't go for it. And if, if you think that they're going for it, they're just tolerating it and not really telling you because your SI inferior is so hard to take the truth. So just don't do it, please. I am very biased when I say that though. But then again, you know, I'm an ENTP, I am your golden pair. So take care of yourself, take care of your aesthetic. You know, if you don't have a flat tummy, get one without plastic surgery. You can easily earn one. Go to Kino Body, get the, um, get the, the booty package, do aggressive fat loss first, do that program first, and get yourself to about 20% body fat. There's people in the community say that I'm wrong for saying that it should be 24%, etc. But those studies and those stats are kind of wrong. Victoria's Secret models are about 17.5% body fat, and I'm sure most of them don't even have periods. So target around 20% body fat, etc. Make sure you have good hip-to-waist ratio. Do what you can in that area as well so you can attract uh, proper men. Also, like, humble yourself. Take home economics classes as soon as possible. It takes a lot of humility to go to the gym. Do uh, Greg O'Gallagher's uh, routines for women, etc. There's a couple of different female programs he has for sale at kinobody.com. I suggest you get the one that fits you the most. Use Legion Athletics macronutrient calculator to calculate your macros. Use MyFitnessPal Premium to keep track of your food every single day so that you can guarantee that you're losing fat until you get to where you want to be, and then you just eat at maintenance calories for the rest of your life, and you're good to go. And you're basically frozen at that size, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Congratulations. Okay? 
home economics classes so you can learn how to be a good wife and ultimately a good homemaker eventually. It takes a lot of humility to do that. It takes a lot of humility for any woman, especially a masculine woman, to do that. Just like it takes a lot of humility for a woman to go to the gym and be judged by all the women there. Humble yourself, okay? Super important, okay? After that, um, I mean, obviously, you're not a virgin anymore, but I would recommend not having sex with any man whatsoever without getting commitment. You're just going to have to accept that you may not get the highest value man. So the highest value man is going to go for the younger ones. The young, sexy, humble virgins. Those are the, that is the ideal woman to the highest value man. Go for it. Also, like additional hope for women. Men, when they get into the late 30s, they understand who they are. They are making decent money. They're taking care of themselves. They've suffered a lot in life, and they are really, really creating value. It is the zenith of their life. It is their prime. 36 to 42 is a, or 43 is a man's prime. That is his prime, okay? And those men, like, if you're like, if you're like with the beta man and whatnot, well, guess what? He's going to learn those alpha traits if you're patient, right? But most women aren't patient, and they're just going to divorce them because those men have gotten there. Some of them don't get there. Some of them don't learn their alpha traits, like a certain one that I know right now who is an INTP and struggling in this area. He's 42. But still a thing. So there is still hope for them to turn into it. But that will only happen if you respect male space and allow them to be masculine and allow the cult of mature masculine to change them. Super important. So keep that in mind. And back to Felicia. Recognize that no man cares about whether or not you make any money. That's not sexy to us. You haven't, you taking care of yourself, having a fine ass, good hip to waist ratio, that's what's sexy. You being humble, that's what's sexy. That's also what sets you apart from other women because they bitches, you know. You having lip injections is kind of intimidating and also makes you come off like you're stuck up, for example, you know. I'm just using lip, exam, you know, lip injections as an example. It's not necessary. Remember, men are to money as women are to makeup. And I saw that on your profile that you posted, for example, about how, um, you know, I don't need to like be all caked on and whatnot. That's true. Like for me, I never want a woman to wear foundation. It's gross. It's gross to SI inferior. Why would you do that to your golden pair? I mean... Women in my life, like my wife, you know, she does, she literally just does just her lashes. You know, she did her eyebrows recently. I was like, no, please, God, go back to the natural stuff. Think about it this way, women. Like, how is, how can you be so arrogant as to think that you can improve upon God's creation? Have you ever thought of that? You know, if you don't want your breasts to sag, make sure your hormones are optimized by eating right and having, not using chemicals that harm your hormones doing upper body workouts to keep your chest strong so you're not getting saggy when you're older, for example. Just take care of yourself. It's not that hard. It just requires a lot of humility. If you have humility, even if your body count is gigantic, you'll still be around men whose masculine idealism cannot resist a humble woman, and they would be willing to commit to you. So go in that direction. 
Also, Felicia, given that you're an INTJ, I'll tell you the highest concentration of NTPs out there and where to find them. I don't know if they'll be high quality NTPs. I don't know if they'll be alpha NTPs or sigma NTPs, but they are there in high concentration. Literally go to Magic the Gathering uh, card shops and go on Commander Night or Standard Night. It's two nights a week, basically. Buy yourself a challenge deck, learn how to play the game, and then play it. And I guarantee you, eventually, if you go from shop to shop to shop, and I'm sure there's multiple shops where they don't want to compete with each other and they have standard and commander on different nights of the week, you could potentially go to a shop every night in a week and scope out what NTPs are available. For some reason, that game, Magic the Gathering, like attracts NTPs like flies to a zapper because it's an NTP game that they just love. And also, if you're going to do that, INTJ girls, like I recommend you learn how to play black. That's probably the... Uh, that color that would probably get you more interested in, like you'd be more interested in. And if not black, then red or both. So anyway, folks, while there is less hope for women in this situation, we explored why they can still capitalize on it because ultimately masculine idealism. And masculine idealism is why it is written, love your wife as Christ loved the church, he who gave himself up for her. Or... There is no greater love than when a man is willing to give up his life for his beloved. Because, it is also written, for I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope. This is why, ladies, you always have hope, even if you're low value. Just go through the steps. Go through the work. Do everything you can to preserve your value. Have faith. It's hard for an SI demon like Felicia to have faith, but have faith. There is a chance. There is a tomorrow. There is a future and a hope. But unless you position yourself for greatness, you won't realize it. So luckily there's still time. At least she ain't 35 where it'd be really, really bad. Coming into this realization now and humbling herself right now to get these answers is hella valuable. So please hear my words, folks. Use Felicia's honest example as something that you could utilize to turn from your wicked ways, repent from your degree-walking careerism, and focus on what, what men actually care about. Men don't want a woman with a career. At least the highest value men don't. And if they say otherwise, they ain't a high value man. You should be looking at men in those terms from now on. And you should be looking at yourself in those terms from now on. Taking full responsibility. It is written, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We already know what God's will is because we know that he has plans for you to prosper you and give you a future and a hope, right? He has plans for you. Plans such that that if the man of God, if the zenith, if the top dog of all of human society, the prophet of God, Hosea himself, would work hard for a year to get you a year's wages to buy his wife back from the pimp and still keep her after all of that, that's the masculine idealism that has been instilled in every single man in this world. 
That's why God is a masculine God, because he doesn't let go at the end of the day. So, anyway, folks, thanks for watching. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please leave a comment below. I'll be happy to read your comments. Please leave a like while you're at it. Also, subscribe to the channel so we can get like 100,000 subs. I hope you're enjoying season 31 because it's an extremely painful season, yet it is an extremely necessary one. Everyone's got to wake up to the reality. Polyamory and polygamy are coming. I suggest you guys go out of your way. You know, the only people that will be immune to polyamory and polygamy ultimately would be that hot, young, sexy, humble virgin who is with the Sigma male, right? There's a chance for monogamy and commitment there. But every passing day, we get closer and closer to our poly future. If you ladies don't act now, and if you men don't act now, all those little dreams that you had as a little child, just like Felicia, they may be lost and gone with the wind. And I don't want that for your future. We gotta bring back the fathers. We gotta turn back the hearts of sons to their fathers and the hearts of fathers to their sons while we still can, before we lose everything. So, anyway folks, thanks for watching and I'll see you guys tonight.